You're listening to Teacher Features, a podcast where real educators evaluate teachers from film and television and discuss what Hollywood gets right and wrong about education. Enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Jake Scott. And I'm Catherine Ober. This week we watched Matilda again. Yes, this is the second part of our two-part episode. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, last time we talked about Miss Honey, this week we are talking about Agatha Trunchbull, the principal from Matilda. A.K.A. the Trunchbull. Yes, this is Teacher Features. Every week we start with a summary, so Catherine is going to give us a summary of Matilda, but she's going to give us a summary of Matilda from the perspective of the Trunchbull. Summary with a twist. So... In this story, in this story, uh, the Trunchbull wants, well, I don't know if she wants, the, the Trunchbull is like the principal of this elementary school. I think she just wants order. Wants order. She wants to control something. But, like, she's really, really horrible at it. So, in the end of the story, Matilda kind of finds a way to overthrow her. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, so let's start, as always, with what we think this teacher did well. So this is a principal, and so this, I mean, she's a terrible, horrible person. This yeah. might be a stretch, but Catherine, do you have anything that you think she did well? Yes, I have a couple things. The first thing that I noticed that isn't really a positive, but could be a positive, has to do when she is forced seeing young Bruce to eat an entire chocolate cake. Okay. okay? Now, I don't think that her consequence of making him eat the entire chocolate cake in front of the entire school was an appropriate consequence, but I appreciated her logic leading up to this act. <laughs> this is such a stretch. But, okay. so she she's like, Bruce, did you, you could probably find the clip, but I'll reenact it first. Yeah, reenact it. Bruce, did you eat my cake? Bruce Bug Trotter is none other than a vicious sneak thief. You're a disgusting criminal, aren't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Cake. Chocolate cake. You slithered like a serpent into the school kitchen and ate my personal snack! Do you deny it? Confess. Well, it's hard for me to remember a specific cake. This one was mine, and it was the most scrumptious cake in the entire world. My mom's is better. It is, is it? How can you be sure unless you have another piece? So I kind of liked how she was, like, processing it so through. So she caught him in a lie. She caught him in a lie. I liked that. Okay. I did that to a student once where he stole a pencil, yeah. and then he wouldn't cop to it, and so I was like, I, had, I took him down a line of questioning where he finally couldn't outsmart me or something and so he's like oh geez and then he had to like give <laughs> yeah, the pencil I back. enjoy that okay so I okay so how is this a positive okay, okay so... it's a positive because she's using logic and she is trying to give him a consequence related to the act like that in itself logical consequences I feel are good things this one is a little I mean, this is like an illogical consequence. Yes. And by the end of it, like to force a kid to, to eat, eat an, an entire, entire chocolate cake. cake. But if she had said, you ate my chocolate cake, you need to go bake another one in the cooks, that's logical to me. Chocolate cake makes sense. Okay. You eat a chocolate cake, you have to eat an ginormous chocolate cake. That doesn't make sense. That's cruel. That's yes. like sadistic. That's terrible. But 
I liked the logic. Okay. So, so point number one for the trench wolf, she sort of mm. uses logical consequences. Yes. <laughs> sort of. Okay. Um, like you draw all over a desk. We had to clean up the desk. Sure. That's good. You throw the books on the carpet. You had to pick up the books from the carpet. Yeah. You eat my chocolate cake. You have to eat in front of everyone. everybody. And that's the part that's where it falls, part falls apart. Falls, yeah. That's where it falls apart. Um, okay. Well, I think yeah. my first uh, positive for the Trunchbull is that, now again, like everything we we're going to say about the Trunchbull, we kind of have to twist around because she is horrible. such a horrible person in this movie. She's horrible. But she does have an excellent vocabulary like she uses such interesting words usually they're used to yell and demean people but like she really has an extensive vocabulary and i think that is a great way to help students build their vocabulary which like one of my favorite things is when teachers will use a big word and then they just won't tell the kid what it means so the kid has to either use context clues or go look it up or something i think that's really fun uh and it sticks better too like for a while i had some really um I had some really advanced students in language arts and they really wanted to learn like yes. super tough words because kids really like they find that fun to like know words that are big and challenging words. So we looked up like SAT prep words and taught them all these like super That's big cool. uh, obscure vocabulary words and they had so much fun using those words and like shouting them out all the time when the situation would call for it and it was great and and I think the Trunchbull I mean, she's using some Here's mean a good one. words. Besides, even if you didn't do it, I'm going to punish you because I'm big and you're small and I'm right and you're wrong and there's nothing you can do about it. You're a liar and a scoundrel and your father's a liar and a cheat. You're the most corrupt lowlifes in the history of civilization. Am I wrong? I'm never wrong. In this classroom, in this school, I am God! She's speaking to Matilda about her father. You're a liar and a scoundrel, and your father's a liar and a cheat. One of the most corrupt lowlifes in the history of civilization. Am I wrong? I'm never wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's using, yeah. like, you know, she's like a little walking. I have never been able to understand why small children are so disgusting. They're the bait of my life. They're like insects. They should go, They should be got rid of as early as possible. Figurative language. Sure. Yeah. So she's like, she's a very uh, verbally expressive yes. person. So she's kind of demonstrating some, some, some language skills. I found, there. I found the chocolate cake interaction too. Oh, good. Okay. Will you put that in? Yeah, I'll just put it in. You don't need to read it. It's really funny though. It is really funny. Can I read it just for you, you to hear right now? Okay. This boy, Bruce Bocktrotter, is none other than a vicious sneak thief. You're a disgusting criminal, aren't you? Bruce, I don't know what you're talking about. Cake! Chocolate cake! You slithered like a serpent into the school kitchen and ate my personal snack. Do you deny it? Confess. Well, it's hard for me to remember a specific cake. This one was mine, and it was the most scrumptious cake in the entire world. My mom's is better, all the children gasped. It is, is it? How can you be sure unless you have another piece? It's so good. I love it so much. I, love I just wish I was in it. At which part? I Cheering wish, him on? Or, or I don't know. I just wish what? I was like in that movie. Oh, okay. That's pretty funny. 
I would be a horrible trunchbull. But yeah. but part of me thinks it'd be really funny <laughs> with the cake, just the cake scene. The cake scene is pretty good. Uh, okay. But yeah, even in that cake scene, she's using like some like interesting language yeah. and some similes and metaphors. Uh, and so yeah, I think she's demonstrating some yes. some pretty advanced verbal skill. Yes, I I like it. So okay, again, it's kind of a stretch because she's always yelling at people and calling them names. But you know, you can recognize that she's got some aptitude for it. Did you find anything else redeeming about the Trunchbull? Yes. Two things. One, I liked when she is, like, out and about with the children in the morning. Like, it's the beginning of the day, and she's, like, walking around. Like, granted, she's walking around and, like, verbally abusing them and throwing them over fences. (laughs) But I like the idea of her, like, milling among the student population. Yeah, we – I think we were talking about how – so principals often have so much to do that they don't actually get to interact with kids and they're stuck in their office yes. or they're stuck in meetings or going to different things. And so the Trunchbull really made an effort to get out there and be amongst the children and interact with the children. Granted, you're right. She, she was, was terrifying them. Terrifying them and throwing them over a fence and abusing them uh, or sticking them in the chokey. Uh, but yeah, she was out there. And then she oh, also... That chokey. That's just like a call for a tetanus shot, I feel, with all those oh, nails. And like you have to think, like, did she... Make it. make it herself and like so much care and thought must have gone into making this torture device it's so God. sick uh okay yeah so yeah she was in the, which brings me to another thing that i thought she yes. did well like she went to each class i think they said like once a week or once a month and taught a lesson yeah which i i don't know that i've ever had a principal who I've came never in had and taught a, taught a lesson. lesson we had a principal when you and i worked at our old school, our principal would sometimes raffle off like an hour of time. Really? Where she would come in. It was like, it was Did you award. win? I never won. Did I? But she would come in and teach your class for an hour, whatever you wanted her to teach. And so you could go like, I don't know, it was like a way to make up comp time or something, or it was like a special prize. It didn't huh. happen very often, but that was like a cool That's thing. That's cool. Then, like, it's nice when the kids have a relationship with the administrators too. Yeah. Um, And so they like feel like no, that's Everyone like, yeah. in the school is looking out for them. I mean, the Trunchbull didn't do that because she was going in to yell at everybody. Yeah, but I think it them. is good uh, for the principals to be visible and to take an interest and to show the kids that they are hard at work making yes. the school Agreed. run. Uh, and so that was, that was. I mean, we could sort of see a silver lining in there. I yeah. Mean, when she went to those classes, they had to hide everything fun. And even Miss Honey's classroom, there was a sign above the blackboard that says, if you are having fun, you are not learning. <laughs> Which they always put up when yes. Trunchbull came to visit, which is a terrible yeah. educator's philosophy. And then when she went in that room and she kicked the desks, I'm that that scene just sticks out to me. She like reshut her one foot and just shoved all those desks to the back wall. Yeah, she was just a be- she was like she, a, a monster. Yeah, because like in the scene where she wrecks her own house, like chasing Matilda and Miss yeah, Honey through the house, that's, she's an insane person. She's like throwing a javelin through the wall of her own. Or she's home. got that like spinning thing on the rope. That's the hammer. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's the hammer. Do they do that still? Oh yeah, definitely. I've never seen anyone do that. So it's a long, it's like a shot put, but it's got a long rope attached, and you like swing. They it don't do that head. at the Olympics anymore. I don't think. Oh, I think they do. I don't think they do. I'm pretty sure. Sh- I think they do. I don't watch. I didn't watch the Olympics. It's just shot put. I think they also do and javelin. I think they also do the hammer. You probably just didn't watch it. I think you're incorrect. I'm gonna look it up. All right, fact check me. I bet they still do the hammer. Why would they get rid of it? Because it's stupid looking. (laughs) Which brings me 
to my other thing that I thought was good about the Trunchbull. Yes. Bowl. Okay. Like, okay. So we know that the Trunchbull was a former Olympian. Yes. For the javelin. And did she win or do we just know that she I competed? think she won. Okay. So she was a former Olympian and she still was really dedicated to practicing her sport. Like we see her load up her equipment in the car and go to practice. And I think it's really important that teachers have hobbies outside of school. And the Trunchbull obviously did. She had a, I I guess the Trunchbull had a decent work-life balance. <laughs> she was able to go home and relax. Yeah, uh, relax with her, eat her chocolates. Eat her chocolates and throw the javelin wherever she was going. And, that's the dream. And so I, I think that's important. Like, that's some... You have like, lots of hobbies. Yeah, I have. So I perform improv, and I have pets, and I have... A like, child. A child, which is... <laughs> Consider the child she's a, a great hobby. hobby. Yeah. I think she's kind of a hobby for me. Like I come over and play with her every once in a while. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't consider being a parent a hobby. Like that's not how I. And that's why apparently I'm not a parent. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was trying. Yeah, to, no, I was trying to connect. I was trying to funny. connect. I think like like that's something we talk about. Like self care is important for yes. teachers. Like you have to take care of yourself, and part of that is like. Being able to be at home when you're at home and be at school when you're at school. Yeah. And I think the trench bowl, like having a hobby outside of school. Was a good thing. Is a good thing because you want to be able to like sometimes right like, on for teaching her. can be super stressful. And she wasn't, she, she wasn't like pinned in by like the, the social constructions of what a female teacher should be. I, I don't, you know? I don't understand the social constructions of where they lived at all. Like, But she like, she did her, you know what I mean? She wore her like. Weird, weird outfits, outfit. and she like lifted weights, I assume, and you know, and she just was herself. That's true. That's I guess that's another good thing about the Trunchbull that she really you knew what you was, were getting with her. She was a nonconformist, and she yeah. didn't seem to care what anybody yeah. thought. Nonconformist. Okay. Took out those pigtails. <laughs> that's right. I've got one more. Okay, yeah, go for it. I... This is more of a a choice that I'm assuming the Trunchbull has made for the benefit of the children at, what was the elementary school saying? I have no idea what the school was called. Darn it, I should have known that. She goes back to the cake. That cake looked homemade. That's true. Well, it was homemade. They say a cook made it. The cooks made it. So I think that she has hired cooks that actually cook the school lunches. That is great. Wonderful. I mean, that's good. I, I, I mean, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't really know that for sure. That's an assumption. Well, we know that there's cooks. We don't. We don't know if they only cook for the trunchbull. Yes. We know that there are cooks, and the cooks can at least make cake. And make a great cake. A great too. looking cake. A really good. big. Can you imagine a the size of the pans? Like, and it, yeah, they would have to use like a commercial oven or something. Like it's huge. So they must be baking a lot. I guess. I guess my school used to bake all like the breads. For the really? district or something like that. Really? But we don't do that anymore. Oh. We just bake, like, normal foods. Huh. But there's some story of it used to be the bake. That's interesting. The, like, the bake shop for the district. I. Do you like school hunches? I do. We So our school just got a renovation, like, two years ago. Over the summer, they put in a kitchen. And so now the cooks actually get to make food. Because before that, like, the first year I worked there, I always thought it was so bizarre that we would get these school lunches individually wrapped in plastic that would come in a truck every day no yes because the kitchen didn't have any like they could only i think they could only heat up food or something like so they were like frozen meals they weren't frozen they were like prepackaged hot meal like all together like yeah it was like you would get it 
I'm trying to think because I did not ever eat school lunch that year because it always looked really bizarre. Yeah. But they would come in like a little That's ba- weird. basket wrapped in plastic. That's really and weird. Like everything was in there. Like they would get a little cup of water and a food. And like, <laughs> a slice of cheese and bread. Yeah. It was like everything was in this little wow. package that would come on a truck. But now you get real food? But now they cook real food and it's great. What's it's your really favorite good. meal? At my school they do like like baked chicken that's really oh. good. Um, they also do some pasta stuff that's good, and they make these chicken sandwiches that are good. They're not chicken patties because they're not breaded. Yeah. I was going to say, top top three school lunch meals at my current school. One, really any school. They're pretty, like, classic. They're pretty, yeah. Chicken patty on a bun. Chicken patty on a bun is good. No matter where you go, chicken patty on a bun is a guaranteed classic. Yes. It's just, you, it's just a big chicken nugget. Isn't it? It's I a mean, big chicken nugget. So you don't want to see how it's made, but it sure it's delicious. tastes good. Two, garlic cheese bread. Uh-huh. The smell of garlic cheese bread, I know when it's garlic cheese bread day because it goes all through. It reaches me to my classroom on, like, the bottom floor. Three. Yeah. Oh, oh you get, sorry. You go, no, go garlic cheese bread. Because we, we always called them Italian dunkers because yeah. it would be a big piece of Italian bread with cheese melted that on you top. Dunk. That you dunk in some kind of marinara sauce or, or some kind of spaghetti sauce or something. But when you and I worked at our school, Italian dunker meant a hot dog bun with melted cheese on it that you dunked in a side of like marinara sauce. And it was gross. And I remember ordering Just it once thinking it was going to be like great and wonderful. And it, was, it was like, take that away. This is awful. Like this, no one should be having yeah. to, no one should feed this meal to their kids. No. Like this is terrible. Yeah. This is like, yeah, it's just not a real meal. It's yes. like a hot dog bun with cheese on it's it. It's so gross. It's a joke. Gross. So at my school now, Italian dunkers are classic like, style. See, you know, number three, turkey and gravy on the mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. I don't know why I like it because it looks disgusting and it smells kind of weird. It smells weird. What it it mine smell like? smells, it just, it's just a little off. Okay. But yes, <laughs> I love to get it. <laughs> And dip the bread in it oh, in the mashed potatoes because like do really they do soft rolls with your yes because oh, yes. really like you need the mashed potatoes that starch in addition to the bread starch like you had to have both of them to make it a meal I feel I I also Is those are three good meals yeah many people like look at me when I get like the turkey gravy one well at Thanksgiving I make my own turkey people and gravy, are judgmental like, of it and I, I will mix it up just like at school and those mashed potatoes are like perfectly artificial. Like oh, they're, they're just flakes, you know. And that they're so, flakes. but I love those hungry jack flakes. They're. I grew up making those. Did you really? Yeah, you put the little pat of butter no, and I know put them in the microwave, <laughs> heat it up. I haven't had those for a really long. Well, probably since it's school lunch. I assume that that's what they're doing. I don't think anybody's peeling potatoes at school. I don't know. It's got to be flakes. But at Trunchbolt's place, I bet they're peeling those potatoes. It's probably kids peeling potatoes. Probably. That's, that seems like child labor. Do. Probably. Uh, let's move on. Did you have anything else good to say no, about Trunchbull? I don't have anything else to say about okay. Trunchbull. What does Trunchbull do poorly? And we could probably talk everything about this Everything else. Every, like, we could talk about this for a long time. But what, is, what does she do poorly? Let's, she hates children. Yeah, she says so many times. She says she hates children. She hates children. She wants to hurt the children. And she does hurt the children. She does she hurt the children. Something called the chokey, which is just like a closet with nails and spikes in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's awful. This is my thing on the chokey, though. I'm not saying the chokey is good. But if you really think about it, that's like removing a kid for being bad and putting them in some other room, which is exactly what we do in all schools. Like, take away the nails and the dripping water. Okay. But, like, really, that's what behavior rooms are. 
so I disagree I, with it. Okay. Well, I disagree what do you mean with you disagree with that? I feel like the idea of removing a child and putting them in another place where they process with somebody else does nothing to actually resolve the problem. Sending a kid out just to send them back, it's a perpetuating cycle. And then that child feels like they already are not a part of the room because you're sending them out. So what is the alternative? Collaborative problem solving. So have the behavior person come into your room? And you and talk, talk with, with the you. child. Okay. What if a kid is like violent and needs to be removed the, for the safety of others? Yes. Then they are removed, but at then the same... Put them in the choking. <laughs> no, but then I feel like at the same time, though, like we often remove and punish... We punish for that behavior when really that behavior has a reason behind it. Oh, I don't remove the yeah. cause just to try Yeah, to exactly. It. I remember I was at a school that used to have, like, it was built 30 years ago, and so it had, like, an isolation room. Yeah. And they, it, like, had a button that you could press, and a magnet would keep the door shut so kids couldn't get no. out. No! They didn't use it anymore, but, like, when the school had been built, they built it with that. That's basically a chokey. It basically was a chokey without the spikes. But so, like, by the time I was there, like, they had taken the door out and deactivated the magnet That's and stuff. Creep. But, like, yeah, but it was That's there. Scary. Like, That's they scary. used it. Um, and, I, and, like, behavior rooms are, like, yeah. places for people to go. But I feel like if you use it the right way, like... Sometimes you need to get away from other people. Like, kids need to just yes, be Yes, but I do really away. feel like that's how it's used. It dep- it's like, I, I have a lot of faith in the behavior staff at my school. Yeah. I think they're doing... Yeah, and it's not that... Really I, yeah, good. I don't like, feel like I don't have faith in the behavior staff. I just feel like it's a systemic choice that we've made in education. Really, the only choice for safety of others and safety of themselves is to be removed from the classroom. Yeah. Because they're having such an extreme behavior issue that they cannot... But then I guess function. I would say, like, what do we do after that point? Like, usually... Right. We remove and then never deal with the underlying issues. Oh, and see, and our, our behavior folks are pretty good about, like, there's a process that you go through to reenter the classroom where it has to be, like, the teacher is involved. Well, that's in good. That's really good. That's really good. Um, and so, yeah, it has to be done the right yeah, way. I'm Otherwise, not, you're right. Yeah. Otherwise, just pulling a kid out and having him sit on time yes. out alone, you're absolutely yeah. right. That I'm is not, just, yeah, it's I'm not saying, like, that the people that run rooms are doing it poorly i'm just saying it's definitely a choice we've made in education other thing like you said the cake thing i I mean no you didn't i didn't say the the logic of the cake thing sort of was close possibly maybe maybe sort of okay um i think like whenever you're doing public shaming of anybody it's like it is not good but that instruction that cake thing though it backfired on her big and time. it ba- and it built bruce up bruce was like the oh king. bruce was a hero after that he was awesome oh my god you can do it brucey but that's just like that's a great reason to not get into a power yes, struggle with because because if you're just using power as soon as like they find a way to subvert your power oh my god you was that just nothing. not the best yes it was just yeah, like, I love that moment when the kids rise up against her and Matilda's like, do it, Brucey. Because as soon as the punishment fails, the trunchbull's and he, and power he picks is up deflated. the tray and shakes yeah. it over his well, head. Well, and then she smashes it on his head. Oh, he, I forgot that part, too. Yeah, she slams on his head and it breaks. It shatters. Oh, it's I like missed a that glass part. breaking sound effect. Oh, yeah, she's a great lady. She's terrible. But, like, yeah, you, she only ruled with, like, fear. Like, kids feared her and that's why they obeyed. Yeah. But, like, no one liked the Trunchbull at all. No one liked her. Everybody feared her, and that's the only reason anybody complied with anything she asked them to do. Yeah. It's because they were afraid they would be hit. So let's, uh, as if we even need to, let's rate Miss Trunchbull. So we have the scale, ineffective, developing, proficient, exemplary. 
I would add in. Below ineffective, I would put in damaging. I would put in criminal. Yeah. yeah. So Trunchbull is a criminal who needs to yes. be like, it's ludicrous that no parent has ever complained yeah. about Trunchbull and called authorities yeah. to come see. Like, this is a movie. It's like a fantasy. It's like... It is it's, fantasy. It's, it's fantasy. the fantasy genre. But, like, you would think that some kid, some kid's parent would, like, take issue yeah. with this. Although, in the movie, we kind of see that law enforcement in this world is kind of inept because, like, it's just those two guys... Where the FBI in? Wait, where does this take place? Because it's, I mean, it's a Roald Dahl book, so I think it's England, and like, but I think that this one is American. Like they talk about New Jersey at some point. I think the book is definitely England, but a small English village. Why do they talk in British accents? No, no, I think that's the book. I think the movie takes place in somewhere, like a fantasy world. It's not real, but yeah, like I'm looking it up. I think it takes place in New Jersey, but yeah, Trunchbull should be. Like her, her license should be taken away. She should be probably imprisoned for yeah. abuse and whatever she did to her brother. They didn't say where it's from, which they never said. But uh, is there anything? Okay, this will be interesting. Is there anything that you can take from the Trunchbull to apply in your classroom? I like the idea of homemade cake in the cafeteria. <laughs> That's good. And I, I, I feel like maybe I should like take up some more um, weightlifting sports. <laughs> I think like bulk up a little bit. Bulk up a little bit. I think, um, you know, I gotta say, I do love the vocab. Like, yeah, that's a good one. I do love the vocab. Like, if you can find a way to weave in more, um, like ten dollar words into your yeah. everyday speech, I think that's kind of vocab, kind of cool. Weightlifting and cake. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think yeah, the outside of the school hobbies. That's a great thing yeah. to do. Just you know, if you're gonna have to find something to take from the trunchbull, those those yeah. would be about it. About it. Um, She's a remarkable teacher. <laughs> she's a psychotic person. Like when she's in the house, she seems like a she, monster. Like she is. Like, so she's perfect, though. She I, is perfect. One thing I won't take from the Trunchbull is uh, any kind of oral hygiene advice because yeah. her teeth were or wardrobe. so gross. I kind of like the idea of having just an, a uniform, though, that you wear My every day. My first school, I had a uniform. It was horrible. I mean. Just because it takes out, yeah, they're uncomfortable. Oh, see, okay. They're low quality. I don't mean like a uniform, like like someone makes you wear it. Like some people have the like Steve Jobs would wear the same like turtleneck yeah. and jeans. Like kind it was of a like uniform. Doug, like a cartoon character. Oh, Doug Funny, like yeah, <laughs> or any cartoon character. Why would Doug you pick Funny Doug? Okay. Um, but yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, I like it's that kind idea. Of, I mean, too. and I only wear the same. I wear like, a lot of polka dots. Okay, well, you could have a uniform polka dots. See, yeah. I would not mind having like. The same thing. And I kind of do anyway because I have, like, the same shorts I just cycled through. But, you know, maybe yeah. Trunchbull. The trench. She she had some weird style. But yeah. having a uniform is, is yeah. maybe you're into that. All right. And fun fact. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> what is your fun fact? Well, it's not really a fun fact. More as, like, a fun announcement. Matilda the Musical is coming to the Orpheum. That's right. It is coming in, like in March or March, February or something. I want to say. So we are hoping to do a special Matilda version three. Yeah, we'll talk about how they portray the teachers in the in Broadway the show. Broadway show, which I'm very excited. Yeah. About. So if you have, I don't know how much we talk about it on this, but we both love, love musicals. musicals. <gasps> so yeah, if there are any other musicals with teachers, we should do those. Yes. So if you know of one or can think of one. Or if Send you want to cast message. me in a musical. 
I can't really sing, but <laughs> I've got a lot of personality. <laughs> this has been Teacher Features. That's our review of the Trunch Bowl. Two parts. Two parts. This is the second part. And I mean, part three has come on once we see yes. the, once we see that stage show. So, all right. Thank Bye. you for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Teacher Features. Please subscribe to the podcast and write a review on iTunes. It helps our listeners discover the show. Also, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, at PodcastPLC, to share your opinions about the teachers we discuss on the show. We'd love to hear what you think. Thanks. Bye. You can cut this out. But okay. <laughs> but Trunchbull is like the Trump to Obama being Miss Honey. I feel like he's more like Matilda's dad. Where yeah. He's just like out for himself, S- looking to make car money. Parts. Sneaky, like just. Wouldn't it be funny if he got a hat glued on his head? Whoop, my elbow. Melania cuts it off his hair. <laughs> Oh my oh, god. Oh, that's a really great image. What a nightmare. It's a really good image, though. <laughs> it really is. I, that's so funny. Oh, I would love to see Trump get a hat glued to his head. Me too. So, so funny. It probably wouldn't, like, stick. His hair would just his come off, though. It would just come off with his hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a miserable guy. Yeah, we're probably going to.